You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is the Owen 60 podcast, our World Junior Special. Of course, it's a great time every year. Canadian hockey fans get to watch Canadian junior talent try and bring home gold. And of course, this year they're going for back-to-back championships in Edmonton, Alberta. Of course, winning last year over in Europe. And as we get things set for the show, joined by Colin Ward, as well as Joel Vanderland. Joel? Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate you coming on every so often just to uh, talk some hockey and everything. So uh, how's it going? How's uh, how's life been? It's going good. Thanks for having me on again, guys. I, uh, I always appreciate uh, talking hockey with you guys and especially OHL hockey. You got something on your shirt, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you little, don't like it. Little uh, Penn State sweater going for Joel. Uh, hey, oh you're on the bandwagon. You're on the bandwagon, though, eh? Ohio? Oh, yeah. Okay. Attaboy, welcome. welcome. Uh, I'm cheering on the conference, Reese, you know. Reese, welcome to the wagon. No. I know Michigan didn't have a good year. No. Welcome to the wagon. Go no, Bucks. no, no, no. I, the, the wagon – I said <laughs> bye to the wagon. The wagon was by me like a fastball. Ooh. Yeah, Ohio pumped you. Yeah. Okay, well, she's going to forfeit. Oh, well. No. The only reason I brought up the type of sweaters you're wearing, Joel, Martin. Penn State, Colin, London Knights, it's World Junior Show. None of you are wearing Team Canada gear except for me. So, obviously, that's embarrassing for you guys. But I got Canadian on. guess you're not cheering for Canada this year. I see how it is. Yeah. Just I got – Chirp you guys about that. I got Canadian on. Do you know? You wait till you see my prediction. You wait till you see my prediction. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. I'm just saying. Rocking the Canada jersey right now. Pumped. Oh hey, I mean, you're a, true, you're a true patriot. Hey, I hey. like it. Unlike my brother, he wears his freaking American jersey everywhere. So he's, cheer- so he's cheering for the Americans at this? Uh... Yeah, because he likes Ryan Miller. <laughs> Ryan Miller, isn't he? <laughs> you might as well cheer for Drew Miller. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, Doesn't he scout now, Drew Miller? I think so. That's unfortunate. He was with Grand Rapids, I think. I mean, some of the worst players could become the best scouts. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, might happen. Yeah, does Drew Miller dye his hair like <laughs> silvery gray color? <laughs> it looks like it. Oh man, every time I hear about his hair, I think about uh, him and Matt Martin going at it. That was yeah. Fun. Go dye your hair. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, well, awesome. Go back to the miners. Yeah, I always remember his hot card popping up and like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like silver man it's like it's like I know, uh, eh? spray painted on it's crazy yeah it's oh, drew miller for you that's uh it's a little rough for him definitely the lesser of the talented miller brothers but um yeah so got a pretty good show for you today we're gonna kick off a couple ohl news and notes to throw around for you there is speculation the uh ohl draft will be moved back a couple of months uh, so we'll get into that uh, the whl has officially put out that their draft is moving to december 2021 and then we're also going to get into the topic of billets and of course the uh, the province of ontario has not approved that the leafs and senators can play hockey in the province this year yet and what the trickle down effect that has 
uh, in terms of even the AHL, possibly ECHL, and of course uh, the OHL is everything pretty much falls as a domino. One team says no, well, well you're going to be no, and then the next league is going to be a no, and then finally you get to the OHL, and eh, no. So, yeah. uh, so we'll get into that debate, and then of course we'll take the break, come back, and it'll be all world juniors from there on out. We will discuss how we think each team will do, or I guess better wording of that is what the standings will be at the end of round robin play a little bit tough to get the brackets going because Colin tried to look for one and a little bit tough to find one this year so we'll yeah we'll I've been on to see if we can get it done but we'll get um, there yeah we'll we'll get there and see how see how things shape up but uh first off topic in the OHL the draft and I'll pull up the tweet that uh that Joel or Colin sent me I'll have to look I can't remember who it was one of you guys came up clutch. It was Colin. So uh, Jeff Merrick, oh. the Sportsnet insider. Uh, and it, th- this is him. He, quote and he is the insider for the OHL, guys. You oh, it's not Dreger? Ball. I thought it was Dreger. Dreger's up there, too. Dreger. Yeah, yeah okay. you can only really follow. I, I guess because Sportsnet has the junior rights, right? Yeah. Merrick and Dreger are the only two you can really follow, though, for info, all you need to know. Like, official info, credible info. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it, this isn't like it's a wordy tweet at all, but – um, it's basically him quote tweeting the WHL. Jeez, I said the word tweeting a lot in the last couple of minutes there, but you know what? You say that ten times fast. Like when I do that, I cannot talk after that. Really? Yeah. Well, you know I have blonde moments. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Be- it cost me a shout out last night. Hey. Sunday hey. night, I should say. But hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Anyways, I- I've moved on. Clearly. I snipe though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the tweet from Merrick says word is the OHL will pers- push their draft from April into June. And really the question is that it's not really debating, Oh, why did they do this? It's more of, is this a, does this have big implications on whether we play a season or not? Or if there will be a, yeah, if there will be a season at all, pretty much. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I mean, if there's no NHL, if like the it's NHL no May to December, on... like the WHL did, but still yeah. significant. It'll be interesting to see. I right now, I doubt there's a season. I just think getting billets is as hard as it is right now to get billets. And like, if the NHL can't play in Ontario, Ottawa, Toronto can't play in Ontario. There's heck, the NHL is the OHL is definitely not playing in the in Ontario. So I doubt I right now I doubt it. I feel like there's just too short a time to really flatten the curve right now, unfortunately. So hopefully I'm wrong, but we'll see. I think I think part of it too is every time it gets pushed back, I think it, it kind of feels like you're just trying to buy more time. You're just trying to see okay, like in a couple months, we'll see how it looks again. And and each time you hit the marker it's okay, we're going into a lockdown again, or uh, you can't have body contact or <laughs> so forth. So it's, you, you keep pushing the marker back, but it doesn't get any better. Yeah, for sure. And I, yeah. I guess what point is it a breaking point? I, and I think that's what you guys are kind of yeah. uh, alluding to here. Yeah. When you think about it too, with that lockdown coming into effect, and of course we didn't know this, I guess, Monday morning, officially what was going to happen. A lot of uh, people were saying, oh, it'll be December 24th, but well, no, 
it changed officially. It's December 26th that the lockdown is starting and uh, in Southern Ontario and I guess Eastern Ontario as well, it's 28 days and for Northern parts of Ontario. So that would probably include so the 28th. Sure, Saint, Sault Ste. Marie is Sudbury so that- and North Bay considered that part. Like obviously they're yeah. North, but are they included like 14 days and then they're done or. I think so. It's, I yeah. think it's 14 for Sudbury. So again, that's what and three for the twenty eight for the twenty eight days that works out perfectly when training camp is supposed to start. That's the exact day. So yeah, for sure you would think training camp's getting pushed back, but at this point, I highly doubt there's a season. I mean, the community ranks we talked about a few weeks ago. Now we mentioned that about community ranks. I just think that's too big of a liability for to have that, and I think it just costs so much money to play in these arenas because a lot of these arenas are big, massive arenas. I think it hurts the teams with the bigger arenas. I think the Hamiltons, the Londons, the Kitcheners. You look at Windsor, Niagara. You look at those teams with big arenas. It's tough to play in those arenas with no fans because it costs so much to generate those. And even the smaller arenas, I mean, it's small market hockey, right? You depend on that two to 4,000 every single game. You desperately depend on that for the future. And I mean, now that that's not happening, it's impossible to play without fans, I think. Yeah, well, and even, I don't know if this is true or not, just heard it somewhere. Um, of course, Ontario, and I think Quebec is the other province that have not officially said, yeah, you're good to go to the NHL. And um, say Ontario does say yes. So the Leafs and Sens will be able to play at home, but nobody Quebec says no. What's that? <laughs> nobody contact. Uh-huh. Could you imagine? <laughs> the NHL will tell them to go bleep themselves, but um, Brady, to, what would Brady to Chuck be able to do in Ottawa playing against the Leafs? I know, I know eh? But, and I had this conversation again, third week in a row on Martian Mellow, weekday six to nine, TSN 1150. Just throwing, a, that. throwing a plug there, but uh, not a big deal. <laughs> we had a discussion about if Ontario and Quebec said no and about possible destinations that they could play. Obviously, uh, Regina, Saskatoon came up. If you just move all three teams out west, um, Rexall place is still standing in Edmonton. Is that an option for teams? But, um, there's also the idea floating around just to say Quebec says no, Ontario says yes. Is that the Montreal Canadiens play in Hamilton at first <laughs> Ontario center? Cause wow. te- it's not an NHL building, but, but it's close. I wouldn't I mean, say the yeah, Jets hey, are playing in an hey, NHL building either. Hey, Montreal has a history with Hamilton, as you know, they do. American they do. Yeah. That no, that's sense. a good point. They know what it's all about. So yeah. again, the NHL, is that a is that them saying, okay, you're gonna play there, but no other teams can play there? Where would you stay though in Hamilton for the players? Oh, there's there's hotels downtown. Yeah. Yeah. You could easily block off like four floors. That that it would yeah. make a small dent, but it wouldn't really be oh, we're bankrupt. So if they can't play in Ontario, though, or Quebec, how yeah. about Saskatoon? I know. Saskatoon, Regina, like, yeah, those are two options for sure. That'd be nice, That'd be nice to get an NHL season there. Yeah. Nice. For the fans of Saskatchewan. Yeah, hey, the Twitter poll. Shout out to Matt Rowe. Hey, Matty Rowe. The fact, and I know uh, it's not pronounced that way. It's just Saskatchewan. He's the, analyti- he's the analytical uh, effects taker. I know, eh? Oh, we got to give an update on Muskegon too. Rough week for them. 
Yeah, hey, gotta win. We'll do that at the end of the show. We'll get that in overtime. Yeah, we'll get that in at the end of the show. But um, yeah, and I mean, with the WHL postponing their draft so far away, yeah, is that them expecting because they obviously canceled their uh, or postponed their start date from the beginning of January and a date hasn't been announced, whereas the OHL. They postponed it, but they announced the new date. The yeah. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, they, you know, they kind of did the same thing a little bit earlier on. And is that has the NHL had discussions with Regina, with Saskatoon, with the Western Hockey League? Because if you have two teams, whether it's a WHL team and an NHL they, team, or you know, vice whatever, two NHL, two WHL, you have to have four dressing rooms available. Yeah. That's minimum a lot of those arenas don't have more than four it's either four or less yeah know. or it's like two and like yeah. four community rooms yeah because even two community rooms isn't enough for an nhl team montreal or uh quebec uh mark edwards uh, actually reported on monday evening about uh the bubble sites being uh chosen for the quebec league uh, january 22nd is their resume to play uh the four uh markets are uh Shikutami. Drummondville, Ramuski, and Shawinigan. So those are the four bubble uh, so, destinations, you could say. And I'm assuming this is pending approval from the government. There's yeah. nothing uh, in this note, is there? Uh, Doesn't look there's like nothing it. about the Yeah, there's nothing about the government. Yeah, but I assume it will be have to be approved by government first off, yeah. um, which that's – if they say yes to that, that's pretty much kind of saying yes to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. So then it's just a matter of Ontario. It's the opposite of what we're doing. Right trying here. to figure it out. And yeah, course, the they're going into lockdown too in Quebec. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, obviously if you go into bubbles, billets are no longer a thing. They mm-hmm. can't be, there's no chance. So hotels are a factor. That's a lot and, to take on too. Financially. Yeah. yeah. And in terms I mean, of the OHL, yeah. And Joel sent us this tweet uh, from Murray Pam um, about Ontario, obviously yet to make a decision on the NHL and the AHL. Um, Of course, the OHL still unknown, hearing that there's also a bunch of billeting issues for junior players as existing families are opting out. And Joel, the biggest takeaway from this is, is the fear more from, and this, this is just me thinking out loud, is the fear more from accepting Ontario players or all of the not all of the but the import players that the teams get each year i think i think it's just kind of you don't want another uh possible outlet to the virus coming into your house right yeah if if these players are going to be traveling i don't think it has to be this is an american this is a european this is a canadian I think it's more like our kids aren't, it's not safe for them to go to school right now. Right. So yeah. <laughs> uh, how can we take somebody into our house? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's kind of more like a realistic approach. I think kind of just the, the more people you have coming in and out of your house, the, the more risk there is. Right. That's why, that's why we're locked down. That's why for they sure. say uh, don't have uh, exposure to other households right now. Uh, just, groceries essentials drugstore 
if you if you're allowed to work work in home uh just minimize the risk and and i think that's what they're kind of saying we have to minimize the risk uh to the best that we can do yeah exactly yeah and i think and again this you have to have billets there's no way ohl teams can afford hotels yeah. and we, we've had this no. discussion Can't numerous times yeah i mean when you're playing in empty arenas too right and then you got hotel bills on top of that good luck i mean edmonton even at the oilers even had financial problems there from a few years ago i mean that was with fans and it's an nhl team so it's there. well you you were talking about the trickle down effect reese uh the brampton beast have opted out of the uh echl oh, this- season really so if you're talking trickle down effect, right? That's uh, that's something to kind of take yeah. a take a, lot a pencil to take and on there. With. Yeah, a lot to take on there. And I mean, financially, it's a lot for an East Coast team because I feel like in, with the East Coast, the NHL is going to pretty well support their American Hockey League team way before the East Coast, right? Yeah. Well, so that, and yeah, I mean, the AHL really can't support their affiliation team, their minor league team, you could say, in the East Coast like the NHL can support it. So there's their problem there. Another thing is for Brampton, how do you get down to, to the States to, yeah. to play those teams? That's, that's, not, a, yeah, that's, that's a not a central travel, right? Like it's, yep. it's hockey. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess there's a bright side that comes from Brampton not playing. There's a home for an American OHL team right there. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Kevin that's Saint, the only Kevin really Saint positive Jane. that comes out of that. Kevin St. Jane tweet us that. Yep. Tweet us that there when we said the bubble. So that's a good rivalry with Mississauga there. Yeah. Yeah. Fan of down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Literally right down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah but it, again, we're not reading too much into this whole draft and what it'll do to the season. Again, we're going into lockdown in, in our area for 28 days. If you're listening up North, it's only 14, but not really much confidence, to be honest, in, uh, yeah. in the OHL starting at the beginning of February, if at all. And this just might be the domino effect to all of the events playing out with the draft being pushed back. And, you know, who knows? Again, still no Mem Cup host to be announced. Still haven't heard anything about a schedule from the OHL with it being just over a month out. Like, it's... Yeah, I think there's a schedule made up, though. There has to be. They have to have a schedule. Yeah, but it's just not really. You're getting to the point where you're going to have to start releasing it. Something, yeah, like home. I I understand the teams might have a sense of what's going on, but yeah. Also, where's the previews? You see the OHL all the time, and I mean, we haven't really thought of that yet. But you see the OHL all the time with a month to go. Started, hey, uh, this guy's committing. There's a preview here on this team. Yeah, not to look for. I mean, there, we really haven't been able to see much of that. Yeah. We haven't really seen many guys commit. I mean, the Goose and Muskegon committing to Niagara was a big one. But you really haven't saw a lot of guys commit to the OHL, which is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll continue to follow this. I mean, it's – again, we still have a month. So, well, just over a month. So, you know, lots of time to kind of hash things out a little bit. I guess a month and a half. Yeah. It's a little bit of bad math by me, but all good. Oh, well, you're a talker, not a math guy, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up segment number one. Now, when we come back, it's time for things, all things world juniors, standing predictions, game outcomes, mostly for Canada because you know, go Canada, go. Yeah, for sure. And uh, 
Nice shirt. You got the shirt on. I know who you're going for. Hell yeah. Attaboy. World Cup of Hockey jersey, but oh well. It's a nice one. It's it's a nice one. Hey, Joel was at the game of the tournament. Which one? Sweden. uh, That McKinnon. No, come on. That was the game of the tournament. When McKinnon, what was your reaction? Uh, Before we go to break, what was your reaction when you saw McKinnon there? He was wide open, too. That was unreal. Well, for the whole overtime, everyone was on their feet. It was just a track meet, like, up and down, up and down. Goudreau had a couple big chances. Like, it was just electric hockey. And we were in the corner of the Sweden end, so we saw it firsthand. And uh, I was just, like, like – what can you say, right? You just kind of speechless kind of thing. I can't believe yeah. they. I cannot believe they left McKinnon that wide open. How do you well, forget they, about him there? You grab a man. Well, it's three on three, and you. I mean, defensively, you just grab a man. Don't lose your guy, and you leave Nathan McKinnon wide open. Like, it's it was crazy. Like it was like breakaway. Sweden would have a breakaway. Then the the uh, North Americans would have a breakaway. It was just back and forth, back and forth. It, it was, was like electric. And that was when, like, three-on-three three was, like – was that the first year three-on-three three was in? Or the second? Uh, it was no. Three-on-three, three, was it not? Because I – It was early, like, but it wasn't um, – the first, It wasn't the first year, but I know it was in, like, the first three. Yeah. yeah. And uh, – Because that uh, was a track meet. That might be the best three-on-three three period. Yeah, because that, uh, that was the first exposure we got to the Adidas jerseys, too. Yeah, yeah. okay. It was that year. Yeah, it was that year. You want to know the crazy before the year, and they wore Reebok and then switched. But yeah, yeah, I was Dylan Larkin's uh, first year was the year before. I wasn't after that game. I was that wasn't the game I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to Russia, uh, North America, but you it was sold locked. out. So you I got lucky. You went to the best game of the tournament. <laughs> so I settled for the Sweden tickets. Yeah, yeah. I just so. yeah. I'm going to the World Cup of Hockey. I'm just going <laughs> to settle the best game in the tournament. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, I know. First world problems, right? Yeah, love it. I was like, I want to see Ovi. I want to see Ovi, but uh, I guess I saw the goal. Maybe one of the greatest goals of all time. I saw Ovi Toronto, uh, Toronto, uh, Washington. Yeah. Toronto. And Ovechkin did nothing. Near Washington won the cup, but I saw a great scrap. Wilson and Martin. It was like great in front of That was pretty sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Wilson won it. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the Miners. Oh man. Yeah. And on that note, we'll end the segment. When we come back, all things world juniors here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward and special guest Joel Vanderland. I'm Reese Dumaney. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 podcast, as well as on Facebook. All of those sites have the link to our website. Go check out Joel's articles. They are pretty good. And uh, before we get into some of the world junior talk, just notification popped up on my phone. The Vancouver Canucks. I missed that. They may not be able to play at home as the BC government really hasn't said yes to them either. Insider. Including Toronto, Ottawa. Yeah, right. Bring out the fire. From my, here, I'll, sorry, sorry guys, I did this wrong. Here, I'll do it again. You're listening to the Dan Patrick Show. I, I'm hearing a source <laughs> from the Big Ten telling me that the, uh, be from the Big Ten Conference, but he's telling me that the Vancouver Canucks might not be able to play their home games um, in Vancouver this year. So, <laughs> 
um, stay tuned. I know that, that my source in the Big Ten is on it, and uh, he'll let me know uh, about further developments. Oh, and 60 Insider. <laughs> we don't, hey, we don't sit by fires. Oh, my God. Man, he thinks he – that source is crap. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't have a source. Actually, yeah. he probably does. Yeah. But I mean, I it's, it's funny to mock that. Stan Patrick, yeah, somebody. Yeah, that's true. He's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. So. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Why is it? Start a Twitter poll. <laughs> Why is Does Dan, Dan Patrick do more work researching sports or, or remembering scripts for Adam Sandler movies? Twitter poll. Twitter poll question poll. up at the poll Own question. 60 podcast. Yep. On Be Twitter. back in two weeks. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. So into the world juniors. Wasn't the start that they wanted off the hop in the bubble. Eight Germans test positive for COVID-19. And, of course, Sweden continues to be on a great run as they had another two positive tests. Though within the staff, I'm pretty sure none of their players were involved in that. But that led to cancellations for pre-tournament games on Sunday and Monday. And that included Canada against Sweden, which I actually really, really wanted to see, despite it being just a pre-tournament game. I actually really wanted to see that hey. because they will not meet until the uh, postseason or playoff rounds, I guess you could say. Oh, I thought you were going to say you want to see, uh, you know, who. Oh, Mr. Raymond. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I that thought you were. Yeah, that's, I was waiting for it. No, nah, man, it was more of just Canada, Sweden. I know. Both, yeah, I mean, both clubs are strong. So, hey, Canada, Canada has some big name teams on their uh, pre tournament. That's that's nice to see. I like that. I mean, if you're going to play pre level competition and you're not going to play in a good pool, I mean, other than Finland, really now, yeah, what other team in that pool are you going to play that should beat you? Not a lot. So, yeah, no I like that. Finland, I think, is the only team that might give them a go, and I don't think Canada loses to Finland. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Finland's playing with Kari Piroinen is. Yeah. Former, I guess, former Windsor Spitfire. Ruben uh, not on their team anymore. Ruben Rafkin as well. Yeah. Former yeah. Windsor Spitfire. For sure. Uh, it was nice they put out a tweet, though, about them. Despite them leaving the club, they still put out good luck to uh, uh, Rafkin and Piroinen. On uh, at the World Juniors after making Team yeah. Finland, that was still, still alumni. Cool. Yeah, still alumni. Right, you yeah. take care of them. Yeah. Uh, in terms of games that are still going on, they begin today, uh, pre-competition games, and that includes the game of the week. Guys, you ready for this? Switzerland versus Austria. How many of you will be uh, getting up? Well, not getting up, but tuning in for that one. I that think be... that's canceled too, right? Pre-tournament's canceled. Oh. No. No. Okay. No, there's still teams playing. It's just Sweden and Germany aren't playing any pre-tournament games. Oh, okay. Um, and U.S. meets Finland tomorrow as well. Those are the two games on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Canada is taking on Russia, while Slovakia will play the Czech Republic. That's always a nice rivalry game between those two countries. And then, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, Germany and Sweden won't play any pre-tournament games. There's a day off on Christmas Eve, and, of course, they get things going on Christmas Day, a little bit different this year. Um, yeah, yeah, it is exciting. Some nice junior hockey on Christmas Day. What else is there going to be to do? It would have been nice. Drink and eat and drink. It would have been nice. <laughs> have a good time. Hey. Get lit, <laughs> as the kids say these days. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice to see the Sweden-Czech game. 
in that two o'clock slot on the 25th instead of the 26th. It would have been nice to have the first game of the tournament, Sweden Czech over Slovakia and Switzerland, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I mean, it'll still be entertaining, I think. Yeah, and I mean, um, there was still even even despite them being in a bubble, there were still questions about whether they could even play. Of course, Alberta still they're not looking so good. We think we have problems here in Ontario. They're just as bad uh, out in Alberta. Thankfully, the bubble kind of saved them uh, for playing this tournament, but. We'll take a look at the schedule and Joel for you in terms of the round Robin look at, we'll start with Christmas day. We'll kind of go day by day here yes. on Christmas day. we got three matchups, Switzerland against Slovakia, Germany's taking off Finland and then uh, Russian U S obviously Russia U S looks like the matchup where you're like, okay, I don't really care too, too much about the other two games, but in terms of a headliner to open the day, USA Russia, that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, that's a marquee matchup for sure. Um, I think that could go either way, really. I think that's uh, if you're looking at the betting line, it's almost like a pick 'em, right? Um, yeah. Spencer Knight, Askarov, and Net can't Man, get yeah, much better than that. Insane, well, pick eh? your you can pick your poison with the states. I mean, you got Dustin Wolf too. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, it's nasty. Everett's a goaltending factory out there, and uh, that that that's probably for the pool. For their side, whoever wins mm. that game. Yeah, I think Sweden. I could see Sweden that might sure. have. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think I I I agree with Joel there with the amount of players that Sweden lost. And I, I don't. U.S. Lost I think they're thirds too. But um, in terms of Sweden or in terms of USA and Russia compared to the amount of players they lost versus the amount of players that Sweden lost, it's not even really close to be honest. Yeah. Um, this looks like to be the race in that pool in Group B. Yeah, this is a big one. This So it's like the New Year's game in a sense. It's like the New Year's Eve game on Boxing Day. That's nice. It's like last year with Canada playing the U.S. right away. You knew it was going to be big, and then you had the Russians after. But you knew one of those games were going to be big. Yeah. So, well, I mean, even if you're looking at the Germany-Finland game, is that potential – not – I'm saying Finland will more than likely finish second, but – Yeah, fin- I think Finland um, wins that game. Between those two, is that the race for second and third? Whereas you got Switzerland, Slovakia, kind of, do you put them behind these two? So honestly, I think the Slovakia and uh, German head to head is the biggest one. In the that'll pool. be the battle for third. I think that's the battle for third, just because I don't think I think Germany losing Cider really hurts. Losing Reichel really yeah. hurts. That's those are two big losses. Losing Mo Cider, you're losing your captain, you're losing your number one defenseman. That's a huge deal when you got to. In a pool where, hey, if Mo Sider or Lucas Reichel are there, Germany's probably fighting for second place. They're yeah, probably fighting. I would for agree second. with that. They're yeah. for sure third. So it's tough for in that situation. I think it'll be nice to see Tim Stutzel, though. I think that'll be the big one because last year at the World Juniors, I marveled at his game. He's such a good skater with the a lot like Matthew Barzell. I think Tim Stutzel is going to be the guy to watch in this uh, in the pool. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Finland right away. Yeah, and then Joel, for you, for the first game of the day, takes place at uh, noon. I think that's Edmonton time, so two o'clock for us. Yeah, uh, Switzerland, Slovakia, and of course the Niagara Ice Dogs and Owen sixty name bracket champion Giancarlo Slogger. <laughs> Chanton, Chanton, Chanton. I feel like I get that wrong every time. Chanton, Chanton, thought so. Okay. Um, just in terms of him, 
what's he bringing Switzerland? A uh, steady defenseman, good skater. Um, I, I think he's matured a lot, like from the beginning of last year. When I well, I haven't seen him this year, obviously, but um, the the steps he made last year, just getting comfortable on the small ice, he, he made big strides and always a steady player. He played with Landon Cato, more of a, a stay-at-home defenseman last year, and they provided some good, uh, solid play for the Ice Dogs. Cato's a good guy to have him play with, too, because Cato's pretty tough, too. He's strong. You know he's going to yeah. be back there for you, which is a good one. I mean, it's a nice guy to rely on. Right? You know he's going to be there. Yeah, it's a good match uh, stylistically, too. Shan can skate the yeah. pucks out. Mm-hmm. Really, really calm. I Underrated puck mover, eh? Yeah. yeah Underrated. Sure. Yeah. I think the thing when you see these defensemen come over from Europe, I think it's kind of a little bit shell shock how fast the four checkers get in on you. And uh, I think it took them a little while Carter to adjust. Ice. Yeah. Ice, yeah. But, I mean, some uh, of these arenas too, where it's like square corners, you go to Peterborough, right? And then you go to Owen Sound. Yeah. Well, once a year they go to Owen Sound. But I mean, you go to Owen Sound, and the puck moves so fast there because it's the board just moves quick. It's hard there, right? So the puck's going to get snapped around a little bit. So it's a tough spot there too. But I think that's big, right? Playing playing over here in Canada for this tournament, he he's got yeah. that spatial awareness. Um, you know, he's got that gap control kind of figured out, and yep. uh, I think he could be a good player for them. He'll be a leader for the Swiss decor playing in North yeah. America already. Yeah, for sure. Wore letters at uh, eighteen U eighteens and U seventeens for them, so mm-hmm. uh, definitely the federation's uh, a big fan of his. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and of course that. Game kicks off the tournament, like I said, noon, and then Germany and Finland. Okay, I should say it in Eastern. Uh, two Eastern. <laughs> Math is hard. Six Eastern. <laughs> 9.30 Eastern. Yeah. Yeah, 9.30 Eastern. for Late show. That's a good late game, though, eh? Yeah. Get time, yeah. You get time on Christmas Day. That's nice. Yep. Uh, on to day two, and to kick things off, Sweden – after playing no pre-tournament games in the same situation as Germany, they're they, going up against the Czech Republic to kick off day two. They win that game. They win that game like 5-2. Score predictions. 5-2. 5-2. Wow. They win that game like 5-2. Lucas Raymond, Lucas Raymond gets a point. For sure, he gets a, a point. A point. Well, we'll work from there. We'll work from there. A point's a safe pick. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah, of course, they're the first game of the day. Then you have Germany going up against Canada. Man, that sucks. Not playing any pre tournament games. Oh, your first two games, yeah. Finland, Canada. Yep, good luck with that. That can, well, Germans thing, easily right? could be 0 and 2 after that. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. But hey, at least you get your hard games out of the way. You got time to regroup, right? It's different if you lose on New Year's, then you go into the playoff, and it's like you're undefeated. Then you go into the playoff, it's like, oh no. We just lost that last uh, round robin game, and you run into a powerhouse. The next thing you know, you're out quick in the quarters. But yeah. Canada, I think Canada wins that game. I think Canada comes out on fire. I think this is the best Canadian team we've saw. And I think at the end of the tournament, if all goes well, I think everybody will see that because it's hard on the, on paper. It's certainly one of the best by far. It's hard to get much better than that. Score yeah. prediction. Nah, I, I suck at those. Really? I I'd go six two Canada. Six two Canada. Big Not game. Bad. Big game for Quinton Byfield. 
He shows uh he shows uh, LA why they took him over Tim Stutzel. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about right that. Away. Two versus three. Right away. I never right thought away. about that. Yeah. Yeah, right away he shows them. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's gonna Clinton be a matchup to watch then. Yeah. Um, if you really think about it, even Perfetti possibly seeing how he plays, he was drafted a lot later than a lot of people thought. So Yeah, I'm interested yeah. to see Marco Rossi. Yeah, up the next game. The guy, yeah. Yeah, USA against Austria will round out day two. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is a USA win all day. Dustin Wolf gets that start on the. I think so. Back. Dustin Wolf gets the start. I think, I think the US win eight one. Eight one. Well, talk about goaltenders for Canada. We might as well make the prediction now instead of waiting until uh, the last segment. First game against Germany. Joel, I'll start with you. Who's in net for Canada? Levi. Yeah. I think he's a starter. Devon Levi, I think he's a starter. That NCAA, eh? Just yeah. has that over. And it's it's understandable. Very much understandable. I don't have – like, I have the lines out. We'll get to that at the next break. Yep. But if you add Owen Power to that decor, OMG. Wow. Yeah. That, Not bad, that, eh? Yeah. You watch that. You yeah. got Harley. You got Byram. You got Drysdale. You throw power in there. Yeah. Good luck getting over the blue line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, as we get to Team Canada in the next segment as well, uh, you will hear from two former Owen 60 guests, Connor McMichael and Philip Tomasino, each took to the podium on December 20th. No, it was a couple days ago, but um, still very relevant and really was an interesting, off the interesting guys. presser. Yeah, we got to show them off. For sure. I got like both their teams on today too for the show. Attaboy. Um, on to day three, December 27th, kicking things off with Finland and Switzerland. Game two is Slovakia against Canada, which I have to go into work for and produce it. 6 p.m. It'll be pretty fun. Yeah, I think it's 5 p.m. Uh, pregame. That's an hour, eh? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Hour, wow. Yeah, I think, uh, Post I, think it's TSN, I think it's TSN 1040 in Vancouver that has the uh, – I guess it's the broadcast rights because that's the station that we feed it from. Yeah. So, um, they'll be on the call throughout the entire tournament. So I think I had the Canada semifinal game last year, and uh, it was Vancouver, so. Uh, that was pretty enjoyable to listen to. And then, of course, the last game of the day, three games each day. It's going to be the Czech Republic taking on Russia. And I think you always see this Russian team get upset to a team that they should beat. And I think this is the game where if there's a question mark of seeing that upset, I think this is a game where the Czechs might shock the Russians. They've done it before in Buffalo. They did it. Yep. Boxing day. They did it. I remember I was at the next game. I was at the Canada Finland game. <laughs> and I remember it was like, wow, this is the world juniors. Cause to get the Russians had to use the dressing room at the Harbor center. So they had to go through the concourse and all the Canadian fans are waiting to get into the game. And all you hear is like booing the Russians and stuff like from the Canadians and stuff. And it's like, wow, this is the world juniors. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Story to tell. Yeah, moving on to day number four, kicking things off with Austria against Sweden. Jeez, Sweden getting two noon games to kick things off. Yeah, for their time. 
Oh, six. No, I guess it isn't noon. Yeah, it's six. Oh, there's only two games that day. Jeez. Yeah. That was a blind moment. All good. I have a lot. So that's the opening game, anyways, on the on the 28th of December, and then following them, Slovakia against Germany, and we had mentioned it to start potentially for third. Yeah. Not saying Switzerland won't compete, but it's going to be tough to go when the Germans are just so built up now to what yep. they were. For sure. I mean, it's just getting better and better too for them, which is great yeah. to see. It's nice to see more parity at the world level. Yeah. Yeah, and then moving on to the 29th of December, USA Czech Republic is the first game of the day at uh, uh, at two o'clock Eastern. Then you've got Canada against Switzerland. They are the middle game, and then Austria and Russia to finish things off. Some pretty uh, predictable games there, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, US Czechs will play USA hard. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. this, I think this US team's very talented. But I don't, I don't think they have that, like, the depth to get over Canada or Russia. That's the question that I look at for them. The thing is, if Spencer Knight can steal a game, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, or, or Dustin Wolf, whoever gets hot. Yeah, that's the thing. Eh? Yeah, that's that's what makes that first game so important against Russia. Is it's going to be a matter of who has the better goalie. It'll that, be like Canada like last night. year, right? It'll be like Canada last year. I mean, Dawes didn't start off so well. Hofer comes in and wins him yep. a gold medal that's it could be dustin wolf's show it's a game of inches right at kill thomas last year golden goal yeah, yeah I mean, how much time Russian? did he play like three minutes in that game also yeah, to watch fresh on Russia, legs right yeah exactly on russia the big guy to watch on russia it's not pod coles and it's a goaltender Askarov. how does he play how does he look last year was shaky he's a drafted guy now does he have the big tournament is this the show the world? Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have a mere meef to have this year. Yeah, yeah. And the Russians oh, are, are quick. Effect. Russians are quick with the with the trigger on the goalies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they pulled. Mean, they pulled Vasilevsky in Buffalo. Also, the new uh, story though, new coach Larionov. Valtteri Vrag and not there. It'll be interesting to see what Larionov does. This is his first yeah. gig really at like the main stage, right? So this will be interesting to see how he's got, he's got the respect of the players. You know that. Oh, for sure. And I feel like he's a player's coach too. I feel like he'd be good for the players. Did you hear uh, him on TSN? His, his play style is Russian five. I love I like that. that. Hey, the documentary was on the other night. I too. taped it. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Really good. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to ask you guys what you think of, of Larianov as, as the guy for the Russians. I think I met him briefly. Guy. Yeah. You met him. Yeah, he was obviously he's the uh, agent of former Niagara Ice dog Kirill Maximov, and uh, he was at one of the games in December or January. I can't remember what day it was, but uh, coming down for Small Billy boy. Burke's presser. What's that? Small guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot smaller than I thought, um, but yeah. So coming down for Billy Burke's presser and. Uh, yeah. just walking by there are these two dudes there's a taller guy who's a little bit younger and then there's sh- not short but a shorter guy gray hair and you know, he had the face of someone i recognized and got my everything set up and turn and Carol goes over to talk to him i'm like that can't be him is it and then i look up a current picture and i'm like what is igor lirianov i didn't think he looked that old but so you introduce yourself man yeah, briefly. I'm like, hi, Igor. I'm I'm a red. My name's Reese. Like, I work for the Ice Dogs. Like, I just want to say I'm a big fan of the Red Wings. Big fan of yours. And he goes, oh, yeah. nice to meet you. Like, so yeah, love, love it. That was pretty cool. 
but yeah um, yeah i think i think he's uh i think he'll do well i think a big thing with russians is always kind of the respecting of the uh of the federation and uh trying to do things the way they've done things in in the past and well you guys brought up a funny point at a quick trigger on the goaltenders how quick were the russians to pull trechiak and the miracle on ice yeah and i know we weren't alive for that but watching the movie it's like best goaltender (laughs) in the world he gave up how many two and you pulled them like what are we doing here but yeah again that was a while ago but hey it's it's uh, a different way of yeah, it's a different way of uh, of thinking about the game, right? The way, like, ideologies, what they think, what we think. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting, right? Like, I think you were talking about the Russian Five documentary and just kind of the way they think the game, the way we think the game. And, um, I mean, both ways have worked, and we'll see who, who wins it this year. Yeah, it makes things interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah, just going to look at the last two days quickly before we get to our predictions, because we might as well. We've gone through the schedule, might as well predict the groups. Uh, on December 30th, Finland's taking on Slovakia. Switzerland's got Germany. And then uh, Russia-Sweden, the second big game of Group B. And that is Russia's final game of the tournament. Depending on other results, definitely could be for the group win. Of course, Sweden still has another game to go, but... That's a tough road finishing against Russia and USA. Not very fun, but there's streak. I think their streak ends. I think their streak ends in the last game. I think it ends think against Russia. The last one? No, second last. They got really? USA last. I think They're the last beat, game I promote. I think they beat America. Russia in a, an emotional game, like an OT game. They beat them barely. But then they go play the US the next game and they lose. Mm. I think they go down to the last wire, get the attention, and all of a sudden they lose. That's my feeling on it. Be interesting. But then, I, again, I thought the Russians could lose to the Czechs, right? So, do yeah. the Russians lose? Where are you at, Joel? What's the more likely loss, Russia or USA? For the uh, Swedes? Sweden? Yeah. I think if their streak the, were to end. I think the second of the back-to-back. The U.S.? The All U.S., right. yeah. So, I'm alone on this. All right. But this is fun. I mean, it's a tough one though. It's a it tough is, one. It is. It'll it's, be an, it's a it will be, up. it will be an emotional, emotional game against the Russians. 100%. Yeah. It will be, it'll be a gut wrenching game for sure. Yeah. It might be the game of the tournament, to be honest, that game, that game may be the game of the round robin. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. That's not the new year's game either. Right. Cause that's the day. No, before. that's the 30. That's the last game on the 30th. Nice. Nice. That's a good, yeah, good job. Yeah, so by speaking of the 31st new year's Eve. Czech Republic, Austria to begin the day. And then more than likely what will be the game for group a Canada against Finland. That one goes at six o'clock Eastern time and, can- and I then think that- finishing it off Sweden, USA. And I think that's Canada's toughest game of the round robin for sure. No question by far. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a tight game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that pretty much wraps up the, uh, the round robin, I guess yeah. you could say. So now the might, fun might as well do it. Prediction time instead of waiting. Like we we're gonna do prediction Predict the po- last segment. Might as well do it now. We'll start Predict with the Group A. Now. Joel, yep. you're our guest. You can go first. Group A. From first to last. Yeah. First to okay. last. Canada one. Finland two. Germany three. Switzerland four. Slovaks five. Wow. Okay. Reese, you want to go? I, sure. I don't mind that. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm close to that. I'm Canada, Finland, obviously. I think we all are. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going Slovakia, then Germany, to, yeah, then Switzerland. It's it's who's gonna beat who okay, of those so, three teams, right? Essentially, so, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, Switzerland's not a they're not a cakewalk, right? Like they used to be. I mean, they play hard. I mean, you're not going to get the, oh, we're going to play Canada tonight, and uh, they're going to do what they usually do, like in Buffalo. That was awesome, the Canada-Switzerland <laughs> game. But mine's similar. I'm going to – Canada 1, Finland 2, going Germany 3, Slovakia 4, Switzerland 5. That's my uh, prediction. All right. Is someone writing this down? Should make a bet. Winner gets like – Well, after. After, everyone just remember your picks. <laughs> Everyone just remember. Okay. As Reese's face just drops. <laughs> no, like, I remember. Shoot. I remember. I remember. Um, to group B, Joel, what do you got? Russia one. Sweden two. US three. Czechs four. Austria five. Not bad. Right. Colin, you go first for this because I want to see your answer. And if you say what I but I have a feeling you're going to say that I can call both of you out right now. Really? You're going to call me out. Go, go for it, Colin. Let's hear it. US one. Okay. I'm watching your facial uh, reaction here so that I can uh, see if I'm going to get roasted or not. Uh, this is a tough one. So you said US That's, one. Yep. Ah, this is tough. Sweden two. Ooh. Russia, Russia three, Russia three, because I've said on the show and I'm a man of my word. I said they could lose a game where they should win. Czech Republic four, Austria five. That's the only reason I said that. I think they lose a game to Czechs. Yeah. The only reason I said that is because both of you said Sweden would lose to the Americans. And Joel said Russia won. So that's kind of going against. Your prediction. Yeah, I know. That, I, hey, that, I, fli- I flip-flopped, I know. That's when- why I had it the way I did. U.S. <laughs> wants me to do. like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to remember I, my I flip-flopped there, but I just – I think the Russians have the – outside of Canada have the most talented roster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it would be Austria and – who's your uh, consolation or your uh, relegation? Mine was Switzerland, so I'd have Switzerland-Austria. I had Slovak with Austria. Okay, Reese, you got to go still, don't you? Yeah. Sorry I'm going Russia up. one. Okay. So they don't get upset? No. No. Okay. I don't think they do. I think that's bragging, the, the old-style yeah. coach. Yeah. be interesting, though, to see what Larianoff's like. This is hard. I know. Uh, that's where I got I'm going. I'm going Sweden-U.S. tied for second, both with one loss, and that's to Russia. Okay. So you think Obviously. Russia sweeps them all? Yeah. Okay. Um, then Czech Republic, Austria. Yeah. So Austria. Obviously, head-to-head will have something to do with Sweden, U.S., but. Yeah. So um, you have Austria, Switzerland, and the relegation. Yeah. I have – so I have the same. I have Austria winning that over Switzerland. I think Switzerland really? relegated. Yeah, wow. I think Mar- I think Marco Rossi can. I think that's a game where the superstars stand out. I think Marco Rossi's a superstar, so I think that's where the Marco Rossi show really comes to fruition. And you see how good Marco Rossi is. I think uh, they win in three. I think they split the first two, and I think they go to game three. And uh, 
Austria gets it done. Wow. Switzerland. Wow. That's well, look at the if you look at the pools, though, it's so hard. A good team's going to get relegated. Yeah, this year. I know. And then Austria is the easy pick because they're the lower country. But this year, that lower country has the, a guy. Yeah. And really, when you look at last year, Sweden or uh, Germany had those guys and they walked through uh, Kazakhstan, right? I mean, yep. there's a big difference between Kazakhstan, but they walked through them. And I mean, you might see that again this year. Yeah. No, it's a possibility for sure. I'm not discounting it whatsoever. Just jo- Joel, you had who did you have? Slovakia, Austria. Ooh, and then Austria, Austria gets relegated. Yeah. Yeah. Out of that matchup for sure. Yeah. All right. I have a little more uh, faith in the Swiss than you guys. Yeah. Well, you got the Swiss. <laughs> I have the Swiss winning. I have Austria being relegated. Yeah. So, and I'm the only one. Yeah. I, have, I think Switzerland's going to win 2 0. Yeah. I think Switzerland doesn't even get to relegation. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. The cross. I think they've been building and like that. Like over the years, you just see them constantly getting better each each year, right? So, yeah, for sure they play hard. So the crossover, the second team from each pool, crossover. So I would have Sweden crossing over with Finland. So Finland would be going over to play Russia, and Sweden would be playing Germany. I think on mine. Uh, so two, three. Yeah. I think they switched. There's the crossover, right? I don't have the bracket. That's the problem. There's no bracket to follow. Like last year we had it all printed off who would play who. So there's a crossover two versus three. So whoever your second team is would play the third on the other side. No, I just, I was rethinking my standings and they don't work. I had that. I had them all like at one game a piece or well, Sweden and us one game, but. Um, dang, because I have you know what? I'm actually leaning towards there being a three way tie for first, whether that's possible or not. Overtime, you go to yeah. overtime the two, and then like, you have a loss. Yeah, but for this show, I'm going Russia, Sweden, US. Okay, for the purpose of this show, but. I can see easily Russia beating the U.S. for their one loss. I can see – or, yeah, I can see Russia beating Sweden for their one loss. I can see the U.S. beating Russia for their one loss. And I can see Sweden beating the U.S. Uh, does that work? So, yeah. Canada, so Canada's crossover yeah. is four of the – they play four in the B pool, whoever finishes fourth? I believe so. The two teams switch, yeah. right? Oh, okay. So it would be Sweden and so I would have Russia and Czech go over. Czech would play Canada. Russia would play Finland. That's a tough one. Uh, Sweden would. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah, and Sweden. Yeah. Would play... Sweden would play Germany. U.S. would play Slovakia. So that works. Yeah. That's 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 tough. Have... That that crossover. Yeah, Whoever I would finish Canada, lower. Canada beats Canada beats the Czechs. They go to a medal game. Where we don't know because the semifinals yet to come. Um, U.S. beats Slovakia. They're in a medal game. Sweden played would play Germany. 
Sweden to the medal game, in my opinion. Finland would play. So Russia goes over. Czech Republic goes over. This is where I'm. Yeah, this is where I confuse myself with no bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard with no bracket. Yeah, I mean, this isn't really. So the final four. So the final four. Your final four in the medal game. So yeah, we'll do semi, final. The four. semifinal is the big one. So you would have Canada playing your third team then, or your second team, who would ever win that crossover. I'm just gonna name the four teams. I'm not even worrying about matchups. Okay, that's okay. too hard. That's right. I'm all over it. Yeah. I'm with the matchups. I gotta. Yeah, like obviously that. I got Canada, Russia. That's. They're top two yep. teams that I have. Um, Sweden. So Sweden, Sweden would have to run into the U.S. again, I'd imagine, right? In that medal game. More than likely. Because Finland. So it'd be Finland. It would be Finland, be, U.S., wouldn't it? Finland, U.S. Yeah, there. because of the crossover. Finland, two versus Finland, three. Finland, U.S. would be mine one versus one. Or... Yeah, it would be Finland versus U.S. on the crossover. Then my bottom team is where is that? Stupid, stupid no brackets. I know. Top. I, I'm I'm just going Canada, Russia, Sweden, U.S. Yeah, perfect. So Canada, Russia is the biggest game. Canada, Russia. Canada Again, matchups are. We lost yeah. Joel. Yeah, he's coming back. Oh, okay. Um, I sent one to him. All right, but yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to predict that now, but oh yeah. Hopefully, they we gotta have the they gotta have the bracket. Confusing, but yeah, they gotta have the bracket. Yeah, I yeah. tried not. I tried doing it yeah. the best way I could. It's all good. It's <laughs> it's tough. Uh, um, can I have Canada beating Russia? I have. So the U.S. and Sweden. Yeah. U.S. Well, so no. You... Wouldn't, can't, wouldn't the top seed play the bottom seed? Yeah. What's the bottom seed, though, in your pool? Like in your, what you had? Well, if Canada's the only one from Group A. Yep. It would that just depend- happen. It would, it would come down to a tiebreaker if Canada and Russia are undefeated. Yep. So same for me with the U.S. So, so I put- Canada, Russia versus Canada or Russia versus the U.S. And then Canada or Russia versus Sweden. Yeah. In my bracket, anyways. Yep, same. Um, I would go – so my one team is Canada over the U.S. in the gold medal game. I'd go – and I think Russia just out wins bronze. So it's Canada one, U.S. two, Russia three, yeah, Sweden four. Yeah, I'm I'm going Canada gold, but I'm going Sweden silver and Russia bronze beating the US. Yeah. Respectable. Yeah. I got I got Canada Russia gold medal game. Solid. I think it's another tight game. Always is. Yep. Best best rivalry in hockey. Um and if I think out my pool, I think I got Finland winning bronze. 
Nice. Yeah, I can see that with Finnan. It was close. Nice. I had I think, right there. Yeah, I think those that's gonna wear on on those teams that that pool Russia. I agree with that. It can wear on you, but if you persevere, like how Canada did last year, it can also help you. Yeah, for sure. It all depends on what type of team you have. If you have a high character team, I mean, it works well for North American style of hockey, right? Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Like, uh, we got to see how these guys look. Yeah, with all that COVID, everything. Yeah, for sure. That's the biggest question. Um, Do you want to do the quick uh, before we wrap it up? The quick uh, players to watch. Oh, we'll take the break. Come back. Take a break. Come back with the players to watch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll also play the audio from Tomasino and McMichael. We'll do that to open the segment, and then we'll then we'll go players to watch and our picks for MVP in the tournament. Perfect. Um, and we'll do that next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Demaney, of course, joined by Joel Vanderland, our house slash beat writer for the Owen 60 podcast. And uh, just kind of going over the world juniors here. We're close to wrapping up the show. But uh, before we do, I promised earlier on that uh, we would play audio from Tomasino and McMichael from Sunday. And here is that audio. It's about nine minutes long. Again. If you don't want to hear it or you've already heard it, just skip right through. But uh, if you haven't heard it, here is Connor McMichael and Philip Tomasino. Okay, we will go to John Abbott with TSN Radio. Good morning, guys. Nice to talk to you again today. Uh, Connor, start off with you. Just wondering what it's like uh, of the, the few ice times you've had now with Perfetti and Krebs to, to line up with all that skill and uh, what it's like playing the middle. Yeah, I mean, they're two great linemates. I mean, Perfetti is just an unreal player, and obviously Krebs brings a lot of speed, and um, they're both really intelligent. So um, it's been great with playing with them, and uh, we're looking forward to Wednesday to show our stuff in a, in a real game against the Russians, and um, we're excited for sure. Connor, you've had the experience from last tournament, obviously. Um, do you think that line can be a game-breaker or a game-changer for Canada, realizing how much uh, swings, you know, depending on, on who's out there? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, just from learning in last year's tournament, uh, you need all four lines to contribute. And um, us being on the third line right now, um, you, you, get a, you get more matchups and uh, you might face other lines that, that are uh, um, there are other teams' third lines as well. So uh, you just got to beat whoever you're going on the ice against and um, hopefully Bear trusts us in all situations to uh, hopefully swing momentum. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, John. Our next question is from Rob Tykowski with the Edmonton Sun. Hey guys, uh, for one or both of you, I'm just wondering how closely you're paying attention to what's uh, happening with the National Hockey League and their return to play. It looks like they'll be uh, up and running fairly shortly. And uh, are you able to look a little bit, maybe out of one eye, at uh, what the future might hold for both of you guys? Uh, yeah, for me, I think uh, obviously right now the main focus is, uh, is with their team, but um, obviously, you see it in, in the news a little bit. So, obviously, uh, you know, we'll have a little bit of an idea what's going on. But um, as of right now, I think everyone's focus is, is, is on the tournament and, um, you know, continue to, to practice hard and play hard. And I think uh, the main focus for now is definitely uh, definitely the goal now. So. 
Uh, speaking of gold medals, Connor, I was going to ask, uh, I've asked a couple of guys this, uh, where is yours? What do you, what did you do with your gold medal from last year? Um, right now, mine's still in my room, just hanging. Um, honestly, I'm just waiting to get it framed and, uh, with our Jersey that we wore last year. So, um, I'm just going to put together a little frame and, uh, with the medal and the Jersey and, um, should be pretty cool actually. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Our next question is from Donna Spencer with the Canadian Press. Hi, this question is for Connor. Um, Connor, you're not playing Sweden tomorrow, as was originally scheduled, and um, weren't able to play exhibition games um, during uh, selection camp against university teams. I guess I'm just curious, uh, are you guys tired of of losing pre-tournament games and important warm-up games for this tournament? Um, I think a little bit. Obviously, you just want to get back to playing games. Uh, you've been off for, for so long, I think eight months or so. So uh, we were looking forward to obviously playing a game, but um, we knew there would be difficulties coming into this, and uh, you just got to deal with what's put in front of you. So uh, we're just focused on Wednesday now, and um, we're excited. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Our next question is from Mark Masters with TSN. Connor, uh, what's the biggest difference when you're playing center versus the wing? Why do you think the center ice maybe maximizes what you bring to the table more? Uh, I think my biggest attribute is uh, my hockey sense. So uh, just, just being able to be all around the ice and uh, supporting teammates and be able to generate more speed through the neutral zone. And um, I think it fits my game a little bit more than, than the wing, but um, like I've touched on and Bear's touched on, um, he trusts me in all situations. So uh, whether it's center or the wing, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm comfortable. So um, if I had to pick one, it'd be center. But uh, if he decides to put me on the wing, I'm fine with that as well. And I wanted to get your, your thoughts on Cole Perfetti specifically. What stands out to you about the way he sees the ice in the game? He's just so intelligent. Um, obviously, these days, the game is so fast-paced and he's able to slow it down and, and see plays before they develop. So um, it's a treat playing with them, and um, I'm looking forward to Wednesday like I touched on. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Our next question is from Sam Cosentino with Sportsnet. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, Phil, for you, like when you get traded over to Oshawa, what is it uh, that you took from the coaching staff there to, to kind of help you out uh, as you moved forward into going into the bubble there with Nashville? Yeah, I think obviously my all-around game, I mean, um, continue to work on my defensive game, I think. Um, that, that definitely improved uh, over my second you know, second half of the year last year. So that was kind of the, the biggest thing for me. And um, just becoming a, more of an all-around player, I think that was something I really want to work on. And obviously when you get the chance to play with the pro guys, I mean, that's, uh, you know, they're so good all over the ice. So I think that was, uh, that was a big step for me to take. And I think uh, I've definitely improved on that a lot for sure. You know, for you, Connor, like the, the goal scoring's kind of always been your, your big calling card, but where have you seen improvements in your game uh, over the last year and a bit? I just think my game's matured in the sense that um, I'm able to – I got a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, and um, just being in the bubble with the guys in the summer, uh, you're able to learn that, that pro mentality, and um, that's helped me out a lot. So um, I'm looking to show that this tournament and beyond, so uh, to fight for a roster spot come training camp time, whatever that is. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sam. Our next question is from Jay Janower, Global News. 
Thank you. Uh, morning, guys. Connor, you played in last year's tournament. Don't want to mention the fact that you guys haven't played any exhibition games. Games were canceled for today and tomorrow. How unusual is this tournament? Does it feel like the World Juniors yet? Um, obviously, it's difficult times. It's it's a little bit weird than uh, than usual, but um, I feel like once we get games started, uh, there won't be a difference whether it's fans or not or um, whatever whatever's put in front of us. So um, anytime you can represent your country, um, it's a great honor. And um, I know all the guys are excited. So um, hopefully the, the Canadian fans are, are with us like I know they will be. And um, we're just all looking forward to the tournament starting. Phil, is the logo enough that you're wearing and, and that you're surrounded enough to get the blood pumping? Or, or is it going to take that first game to, to really get the feel of the World Juniors going again? Um, yeah, I think um, obviously like, like Mike's touched on, we haven't played in a while. So I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But you know, I've always dreamed this since I was a little kid. So I think uh, anytime you get the chance to, to represent your country, it's an unbelievable feeling. So I think uh, I'm definitely going to be excited to come, uh, come the first game. And I think uh, definitely going to be a little nervous, but I'm looking forward to, to that feeling for sure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. Our next question is from John Abbott with TSN Radio. Thanks again. Uh, over to you, Phil, on this one. Uh, so much excitement line by line for this uh, Canadian team. Yours, no exception. Uh, what gets you excited about playing with uh, Zary and Byfield? What do you think the identity of your line or the purpose will be? Yeah, obviously they're two unbelievable players. I mean, um, you know, Byfield's a, obviously he's a pretty big guy and he's pretty fast. And obviously Zary's a, a fast skilled player as well. So I think just definitely speed. I think we're all pretty fast players. And if we use our speed and our size to, you know, to our advantage, I think we'll, we'll be, pretty, uh, be a pretty good line for sure. But um, obviously, like, like Mike's touched on as well, we have, you know, four deep lines. So I think uh, we're definitely going to be, uh, you know, a fun line. And I'm looking forward to getting the chance to play those guys for sure. Uh, so much skills you mentioned, and, uh, and I, Sam mentioned your, your junior team in Oshawa. You're used to being the finisher, and, and uh, that doesn't mean you can't be. But do you focus on puck retrieval as well and being hard on pucks and, and uh, you know, maybe the, the puck hounds, if you will, going out there as a trio? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think uh, we're all skilled guys, and I think we're going to stick to our games for sure. But um, obviously, I think, uh, you know, we could be a pretty dominant line for sure. So um, I, think, I think everyone is in that sense that, you know, you want to retrieve pucks and get pucks. But at the same time, I think, you know, we have the ability to, to put pucks in the back of the net. So I think uh, just going to play our games. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, obviously, like I said, we could be a pretty dominant line. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance to play those guys. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. That was two former Owen 60 podcast guests, Connor McMichael and Philip Tomasino, of course, Philip Tomasino of the Oshawa Generals and Connor McMichael of the London Knights. Again, they might not return there. We don't know yet, but uh, we wish them the best in the tournament as well as moving forward with the Nashville Predators for Phil and uh, the Washington Capitals for Connor McMichael. But uh, couple things before we get to our MVP candidates. Colin, you've got the lines pulled up. And just uh, at a quick glance, what do you like? What do you dislike? And what would you change? So I actually made a couple lines here. First of all, I'll go to that first. Um, I have the Cousins McMichael doc as the top line. I remember in the scrimmages there, they had a lot of good uh, chemistry. Yep. <laughs> so I made them line two. I have Byfield, Tomasino, Krebs. I think that's a perfect spot for Phil. I mean, he's going to be so good with Byfield. I mean, the two best players in the OHL playing together. It's like, yeah. hey, that's a dream. On the second line, too, uh, I have Holloway, Mercer, and Zari. On the third line, I think that's your shutdown line. I think Dawson Mercer is a perfect guy for that shutdown line role. 
Um, my fourth line is Suzuki, Quinn, and Perfetti, an all OHL line. They have chemistry. It's a perfect fourth line. And that's my fourth line. My D pair, I have Byram uh, and Barron, the two Av uh, first rounders uh, paired together. And my second pair, I wanted to keep it even. So my second pair, I have Jamie Drysdale and uh, Thomas Harley, Mississauga Erie connection. I think that's a great OHL connection. Then my uh, third pair, I have Gooley and Schneider as my third, my extra suspense in uh, Korzaki. So th- that's my uh, extras. Uh, my goaltending, I have Levi starting. I have Gauthier uh, second and Grand the third. That's my uh, lineup, I think. I think it's reasonable. I think if you throw power in that defensive core, you want to see a defensive core be good. That's what I was alerting to uh, – Past segment, yeah, the last segment. That's what I was uh, talking about. I mean, if you throw power in that defensive core, yeah. look out. I mean, top five, top five in that decor would be beefed right up. Yeah, for me, I I like the lines that they have right now at practice. I'm a big fan of that Quinn Cousins and uh, and Doc line that yeah. they've got going right now. I'm a big well, fan of that one just because there, there's so much to, and I understand all the talent throughout this entire roster, and it's tough. Well, you could put Byfield up there. You could put McMike. Like it's hard, but yeah. Uh, in terms of leadership, you've got to have one or two guys on that top line. Cousins, Doc, obviously they've got letters, um, so they are playing a prominent role in this tournament. But yeah, in terms of Jack Quinn, I think he just fits that perfectly with the style of game he plays, with the amount of skill he has. It's well, it's not inevitable that they should play together, but. Um, the way they've shown at practice. And again, they really haven't played any games. So it's tough to know how they stack up yeah. against opposing teams, but um, I just, I like that combo a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a, I mean, the thing is with Ottawa too, and you watched the 67s play last year, Turnier played Jack Quinn in every single tough situation. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to throw him on the ice. And I think that's the trust factor too, where Turnier knows where he can throw Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn's an elite hockey player. So I think that's a great spot for him too. He can play anywhere on the line and Jack, any, any line he can play on uh, Andre Turney is going to know where he can fit in best. And I think, I mean, if he knows him better than anybody does. So I think that's a great spot for him. Yeah. I like the cousins to, to Quinn connection. Buffalo uh, too. Yeah. Buffalo connection too. Yeah, for sure. And having that natural uh, goal scoring Quinn up there with two guys that can ditch the puck. Yeah. I mean, McMichael up there too is it's uh it's spread the wealth, right? It's it's who do you want? Yeah, yeah for sure, pick your poison. Um top uh five players in the uh Yeah, track. yeah, we we're rounding out the show here last couple of minutes uh top picks for MVP and this isn't just for Canada. You can go through I mean, the entire world juniors. We've said it for the last month. I've said my MVP for the last month. Quentin Byfield. I think Quentin Byfield is a great tournament. I think this is the one where he's the Alexi Lafreniere of last year's team. I think Quentin Byfield's the Alexi Lafreniere of this year's team. I think he's a real deal. Everyone's going to see what Quentin Byfield is. So I think he's the MVP of the tournament. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. I guess. Yeah, we'll go top five. And there's really five teams that you could really pick players from. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, we might as well just list off our top five at once and then uh, kind of discuss afterwards. Yep. So Byfield's my one. My two, Pod Colson in Russia. I think he has a huge tournament for the Russians. He's a great 
first round pick by uh, Vancouver Canucks, another good prospect going to Vancouver. Uh, Pod Colson too. I think uh, Arthur Kaliev has a big tournament. I think he's my third guy. I think Arthur Kaliev has a great tournament for Hamilton for uh, the U.S. The Hamilton the Bulldog. I think he had a good one last year, and I think his shot, his talent is just so good. I think he, I think he's the third player. I think he's one of the top scorers on this U.S. team for sure. My four, Lucas Raymond. I think Lucas Raymond is one of the most highest skilled players in this world junior. You saw the draft and a lot of scouts had Lucas Raymond over Tim Stutzel. So it's there. I think Raymond really shows how giddy is at this tournament. Him and Alexander Holtz, I think are going to be great together. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Lucas Raymond uh, is my fourth. My fifth, this is where it's tough. I got some goalies there. There's some defensemen there. I think Jamie Drysdale has a good tournament. I think Bowen Byram has a good tournament. I think Spencer Knight has a good tournament. I think Dustin Wolf wins the starting job by the end of it. I mean, I think the U.S. might hit some problems, but I think they still go undefeated. But I think Dustin Wolf gets his shot and doesn't drop the ball a lot like last year with Canada. But I'm going to have to go with Askarov as my fifth. I think Askarov, if the Russians go all the way, I think Askarov's going to have to be the, the big part or if not the main part of winning a gold medal. So I think Askarov's my fifth, and he's a – Second best player on Russia, you could say, with uh, Pod Colson being my second player to watch. That's my five. Byfield, Pod Colson, Kaliev, Raymond, and Askarov. All right, Joel, who do you got? My MVP candidate is Dylan Cousins, returning player. Uh, nine points in seven games last year. And I think yeah. uh, <laughs> that's impressive numbers, but I think he can even take it up a notch. Uh, number two, I have Askarov. Yep. Uh, number three, I think he's going to have a big tournament. Another returning player, Bowen Byram. I think he's the leader of that defensive core. For sure. Him and Drysdale, it's one, two. But at Byram, wearing the ladder, it really shows Bowen Byram. I like that. Uh, another returning player, this time for the Americans, I think Trevor Zegras is going to have a big tournament. Yeah, underrated. Very underrated. I think you always look at the Caulfields on that team, the Robertsons you looked at before. I mean, you got Cam York there on the point. He's going to be a solid one. Uh, yeah, I like that. And then uh, fifth, uh, I go back to Russia and uh, playing in his third World Junior Tournament, uh, Vasily Podkolzin. Yeah, great, uh, great player, great player. Has a mean streak to him, big guy. Yeah, Got, comes up and down his wing. You, you know he's gonna do do well, he, dirty areas. He's the Russian scoring leader. Has to be. If Russia wants to go anywhere, they're gonna need Askarov to be. Big, not drop the ball in net like last year, and they're going to need Pod Colson to score to have at least over ten points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you look at when the Russians win, and it's kind of cliche, but when when their big guys come to the tournament, the Kuznetsovs, yeah. the Tarasenkos, they usually win. So, yeah. and Pod Colson wants to be in that conversation as the next Russian star. Here's your time to to come and shine. Which I like that point because Pod Colson is an elite prospect and Vancouver has an elite prospects pool. He is the guy, I think. I like how you compared him to the Kuznetsovs, the future big-name Russians in the National Hockey yeah. League because I, I believe Pod Colson is a guy that's going to be a guy at the next level for sure. So I like you saying that. Yeah, yeah. For my five, it's a little bit different. My number one candidate is – uh, Yaroslav Askarov, just because I, I, I think he's on another level in terms of goaltenders. Um, I have Russia going all the way. Uh, well, there's that, there's to that the bronze, but 
there's that spot there, right? You got Askroff, you got Knight just below him, and then there's Wolf, yeah. and then there's a little bit of a drop off. But yeah, I like that Askroff's elite. Yeah, and I think, and this will go towards my second candidate for, well, I guess my third uh, candidate for MVP, uh, which I'll get to in a sec. But it, it's a matter of for me is the way he played last year being a draft eligible goalie and being someone who was, Oh, this goalie, he, he might go in the top 10. Like he might be the first time exactly. in a while since we see a goalie and go in the top 10 didn't happen, but still Redemption. first rounder. And uh, he'll definitely be looking to come back, bounce back and just play that's, unreal and stand on his head. Yeah. And I think that's why he's the leading candidate for MVP. That's why I think by field, because I think that redemption yeah. round now, now you come back. Yeah. Dri- but I, I think it's a little off. bit, I think that it's a little bit different for Byfield just because of the role he was playing. And compared to Askarov last year, Canada, he was looked at Canada, to be though. the starter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's the only thing, I, the difference yeah. I see with that. Yeah, just for different sure. Roles. Yeah, Askarov was thrown right into the fire there. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, they like Andre Vasilevsky took him to the gold medal game and they didn't start him. They went with Makarov. Yeah. yeah. In Makarov, who Makarov was an elite goaltender. I know. Makarov was an elite goaltender. And you look at it and you say, like, I mean, it's the Russians and goalies. It's always kind of a, yeah. a top well, was people. It, was it Samsonov and Bob, Bobkov, too? Or no, 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 no. No, 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 it wasn't. Never mind. I'm Bobkov sorry. came in the year they stunned Canada and they came Yeah, out. Yeah, Shesterkin was the goaltender. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost the same situation in turn for, for Vasilevsky. That's the same situation as the Pittsburgh Penguins when they won back-to-back cups is Marc-Andre Fleury got them there, and then Matt Murray played in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Exactly same uh, yeah. situation. But um, number two, I'm going with Kirby Doc. Nice. I think the captain lights nice. it up. Like, nice, it's not, yeah. It's, yeah it's that's... Not, like just the I'm... way he leads and just like on and off. And I know NHL most of experience. on the ice, but yeah, yeah. it's – I, I think it, like Barrett Hayton last year. Um, yeah. I hope he doesn't get injured. That would suck. But, yeah. If he uh, snipes like Barrett Hayton though against yeah. Russia, hey, I'll take that. Yeah, I know. Just that take his helmet off missile. for the national anthem, please. Um, at number three, I'm going Cole Caulfield. Nice University of Wisconsin for uh, he, playing for the Americans, and that's another bounce back guy. Yeah, like he had two points in five games last year for the Americans. Um, it, so far this thing- season. For the University of Wisconsin, he's got 12 points uh, in 10 games, so a split, six and six, six goals, six assists. When he doesn't score, it's that typical the size factor. He can't. He's yeah. not big enough. He's not strong enough to get into that spot. He's a year older now, so we'll see now. Like year older, mm-hmm. returning player, he might have that confidence, and I hope that's the case because I mean he's an elite goal scorer. But this is really the tournament where you can see you can kind of get a glimpse of what his potential is at the next level in the NHL, which yeah. is solid. Yeah. The Americans, the Americans are going to need bounce back tournaments from Caulfield and New York. If they're going to do anything for sure. For sure. Um, number four, I'm going, and this is tough because I think there's two candidates for the team Sweden. So I'm just going to group them together and it's Raymond and Holtz. Yeah. And again, nothing to do with One, having two. to do, be a Detroit fan. It's just they're no, insane. Yeah, on Sweden, it's their talent is so elite that well they had the other guys gone too, right? During due to COVID. So that's another reason yeah. they gotta step up. Yeah, like they're gonna they're going to be the ones where we get a power play late 
you're on full two minutes. I don't give a crap if you're tired. There's too much talent for you where you're just going to be on in those situations. And it's going to be a matter of, are you going to step up, put the puck in the back of the net and show that you were deserving to be NHL, double IHF. It's obviously different, but um, you're going to have to show that you had to like deserve to be drafted that high and Holtz to be drafted that high. And I think this is just for them. This is showing their NHL clubs that, Hey, let's go. This is the best stage for junior hockey. Bring me up next year. I'm ready to go. Yep, exactly. I mean, it was close to me too, Raymond or Holtz. I think Raymond with the puck is so elite. Like he's Mm -hmm. such a good passer. I mean, he's got high skill level where Holtz is just a finisher. Yeah. Holtz's shot is just, yeah, that's on another level. That's going to be elite. You can put them passing the, I mean, Raymond get the puck to Holtz there. That'll be a very good uh, duo for Wings fans. It'll be like a, the glimpse of the future. I mean, you put Milena with uh, Raymond and Zadina. Yep. That's a solid spot to giving the puck to Zadina. So it's yeah. of the future. And then just quickly, number five, going back to uh, Team Canada. Might be a little bit of a long shot, but I'm a huge fan of him. And it is Phil Tomasino. Beautiful. I think Fantastic. he can skate like hell, and I love it. Oh, did you see his uh, shootout video? No, I haven't seen it four for four on his shootouts yesterday. So he might be the shootout guy. Is he TJ Oshie this year? He might be the shootout guy. And Hey, that's an MVP on its own. Yeah. I'm not like, if he, I'm not Canada's saying it's a playing, bad thing to be a long shot, but in terms of the amount of talent that's around the tournament for him, it might be in the role that he's in. Hey, how about this scenario? How about this Remember in Montreal when it was us it was Canada in the shootout when the U S won the gold medal. How about I didn't want my, to remember that, but thank you. Hey, Tyler Parsons, unreal. But my that would be my prediction. Having U.S. Canada in the gold medal game, Phil Tomasino in a shootout. shootout. Can yeah, you imagine? No, turns into Troy Terry. What's that? Yeah. It said Tomasino turns into Troy Terry, the shootout. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, that's true. the thing. I, I don't know if he wins an MVP for winning a Could game you? in a shootout, but Ooh, last consideration. Year. Last year at this show, you gave the prediction about the Russian goaltenders. I did. You imagine Phil. Ooh, Tom- what's my? Is that my own sixty effect this year? Phil Tomasino winning MVP. I mean, it's Ooh, there. That's tough. We're also we're also going to put out a poll question on our Twitter um, at the Own Sixty Podcast. We talked about it last week. Um, Barrett Hayton led the team in points, right? Twelve, I think. Um. Uh, Lafreniere. Uh, did he lead it? I think it was Hayton. But I think we looked it up last week. Yeah, because Lafreniere finished with eleven or yeah. ten or eleven. Because it was behind like McDavid. It was a point behind McDavid. Yeah. So, in this again, poll question at the Own Sixty Podcast: Will someone pass Barrett Hayton's total of twelve? We're not going to name yeah. a certain player, but will twelve points be passed in this tournament? Just as kind of a little fun thing to do to see what everyone thinks if 12 points can be reached again, or 13, I should say. I think with this team, it's too, there's too many superstars to have it. I don't think it does. I think there's a lot of guys that have a lot of points, but I don't think yeah, anyone reaches 12. I, I, I th- think it's too balanced with superstars. I think there's too many. I guys. think that just adds to you're going to, instead of more plays being unassisted or just one assist, Canada's going to have a lot of goals where there are three players with a point on the play. 
Yeah, for that, sure. that's where that's the only way that's where I'm coming from is the amount of skill. It's just well, that puck's going to be zinging around and you're going to see two assists on every goal for most okay. of the goals for Canada in the tournament. How, how about this hot take? Oh. Bowen Byram defenseman going to lead the, going to run the power play. Canada's going to have an elite power play. He's going to be the quarterback of their top unit. If they're going to win the gold medal, you're going to have to score on the power play. Cause I mean, usually the team that wins has the best power play. And they're in the top three in penalty kill. Bowen Byram, that seems manageable for him, to be honest, to pull that off on the point. If you're going to pick a defenseman, I think it would be him, which would be really cool if a defenseman broke it. Mm -hmm. That'd be rare. Yeah, so on our way out, Joel, we'll give you the opportunity. On Canada, is there someone on the team, again, whether you want to use the word long shot or not, that's not playing one of the top – roles whether it's on the first nice. or second line or the first deep pairing or whatever who's a player that you could see step out of nowhere from playing on the third and fourth line or the second and third deep pairing or even being the backup goaltender i don't know it's up to you that could uh, come out of the shadows and possibly take home the mvp this would be your effect that's a good point on the goaltending right we don't really know who's gonna yeah take the reins um just looking on i think thomas harley could be a guy that could provide as like a shutdown type uh, defender um, and, and kind of take over as kind of, as kind of that go-to defender for the Canadians, play a lot of minutes, play a lot of hard minutes and, and be their go-to shutdown guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that pick. That's it's a nice way to end the show as we get ready for boxing day, I guess Christmas day, but in terms of Canada boxing day, they begin their tournament and run at a second straight gold medal. They are taking on, Germany to kick things off and it should be a lot Exciting. of fun Joel we really appreciate you doing this and uh, we'll have you back yeah, thanks on Joel very soon yeah. to chat some OHL hopefully it starts soon no yeah. worries guys Merry Christmas stay safe and uh, yes guys soon. yeah Merry Christmas exactly. to you too Merry Christmas to you uh, Colin as we are off next week we will be back hopefully to preview the gold medal game as that hopefully. is when our next episode will be released uh January 5th. Yeah, the Tuesday. So hopefully it should be a fun one. Um, yeah. To all our listeners, again, we celebrated a year of podcasting just last week. We appreciate everyone who tunes in every week and listens to what we have for mostly more than an hour and more than 60 minutes. But we go into uh, overtime. Sometimes we go into the shootout. Yeah. Uh, but again, we thank you for doing this and wish you a safe, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And Enjoy the world juniors because it yeah, is be going safe. to be awesome. Yeah, be safe too. Yeah, province entering lockdown. Stay at home. Be safe. Follow There's the world rules. juniors on. There's no reason to leave. Yeah, there isn't. So it's easy to stay home. But uh, yeah, that's it for us this year. We'll be back in 2021 here on the Owen 60 podcast. <laughs>